0: All right guys how we doing welcome back to another episode of for checking tv i'm your host doug lackey alongside me are my co hosts scotty porterfield tk katalis and peyton trollinger and tonight we are joined by a special guest he's played over 300 nhl games all with the carolina hurricanes and he just recently has signed a contract to take his talents to pittsburgh welcome not only welcome to Pittsburgh, but welcome on to 4 Checking TV, Brock McGinn. Brock, how we doing?
1: I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you guys doing? Good.
0: We're doing pretty good, man. We're doing pretty good. Um, you know, obviously excited to have you on, but um, we're definitely, we're just going to get right into it. Um, my first question for you is, uh, obviously, you were drafted in the 2012 draft. Um, draft was in Pittsburgh. Were you in Pittsburgh for the draft?
1: No, I was not. I actually, um, that year I only played, I think it was 30 games in the OHL that year. So I wasn't completely sure if I was going to get drafted or anything like that. But um, so I kind of just sat at home and watched with my family and friends a bit. So I wasn't in Pittsburgh for the draft, but uh, I was thankful to be drafted, obviously. Okay. all right. Nice. Nice. Um, How about this?
0: What did you know about Pittsburgh prior to signing?
1: I just knew. I've always heard good things. Uh, just playing with Jordan Stahl, too in Carolina. He always talked so highly about Pittsburgh and just how much uh, him and his family loved it. So I think um, hearing things like that and just uh, just the organization is just known as a winning organization. So I think uh, all that stuff it it just gets you excited and uh, it makes it makes it a place that you want to play.
2: Rock, I want to touch a little bit upon about your. Uh... family because obviously there's a you guys pretty much breed hockey players at this point obviously your brothers jamie and ty both spending time in the nhl what was it like growing up in that household and how competitive were the games between the three of you
1: i don't even think it was just the games i think it was just going to dinner and stuff too those were competitions i think um everybody wanted the first scoop at dinner and uh didn't want to be last so i think um growing up it was definitely a lot of battles um we had a a backyard rink that our parents built every uh, winter so there would definitely be not a lot of fights but a lot of grinding out there with those two and i think that's um what really pushed us to make it and make it together and which is really good for our family and uh, i will always share a shot
2: now before you uh made the jump to pro obviously you played uh junior with the guelph storm did you ever consider going the college route or did you always have your heart set on playing major junior
1: I was always—I uh, think I was set on the OHL, but you always had to have that in the back of your mind. But um, seeing my brothers come up through the OHL and QMJHL, it—I uh, guess I always just wanted to follow in their footsteps. So I think I just had OHL straight in my mind. So you
2: end up going to Guelph, and you—you uh, you play under Scotty Walker, there, a former Carolina Hurricane as well. Uh, how did he and the coaching staff help develop your game to help you make to help make you into an NHL-caliber player?
1: Yeah, I think um, just the OHL in general, I think it's a great um, junior league where it prepares you to go into pro hockey. And I think having coaches like uh, Todd Harvey, Scott Walker, I think um, they really instill some uh, NHL and pro hockey things into the junior hockey where they're preparing you for that next step. So I think uh, just having those guys on the bench, it uh, really helped me out.
3: So Brock, I got to ask you, so you're, you're coming to Pittsburgh and you're going to be playing with probably one of the most superstitious players in the entirety of the NHL and Sidney Crosby. So I think I would like to know, and I think the fans would like to know, do you have any like pregame
1: superstitions, pregame rituals that you do before every game? Uh, not really before a game. I think it's more just eating the same thing or napping at the same time every day, but, uh, I'm not too superstitious. I kind of just try and go out there and play and just uh, not have too much in my mind. So, no, I'm not very superstitious.
3: I was also going to ask, too, so, you know, you're coming to Pittsburgh, and the divisions are probably going to get realigned again at the start of the season. And obviously, Pittsburgh, Carolina, they're in the same division. So is there any particular mindset that you're going to have whenever you're playing your former team?
1: I want to win I don't want to go go in there and lose to them I think um, it'll be very special I think uh, I have a lot of great memories in Carolina playing for them in that organization they they gave me the chance to play in the NHL and that's um, all a kid can ask for growing up playing hockey so um, it'll be bittersweet but uh, I definitely don't want to lose to them that's for sure Yeah, they might uh, probably clown you. You probably got some of their numbers and just clown you forever. <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
2: <laughs> Speaking of the, uh, the Hurricanes organization, I kind of want to go back a little bit because after your third year of junior, you end up playing a couple of games with uh, Charlotte towards the end of that year and even, play, even played a couple of playoff games as well. What were your first impressions of the American Hockey League? And was it tough being the youngest guy on the team at that time?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different. You're playing with uh, 16 to 20 year olds and then you're you're going into the AHL at uh, I think it was 18 or whatever or 19, 20. And um, you're playing against grown men. So I think it's just the change of just how big, how strong they are. And it's just it's a different game. There's a lot of systems and it was uh, a wake up call. That's for sure.
2: And you ended up going back to your junior kind of tied up any loose ends before you made the jump to professional hockey permanently.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think um, that last year we had uh, such a good team where we had a lot of guys drafted, a lot of guys uh, signed NHL contracts. So I think um, just playing with all those guys, we had uh, a lot of confident uh, players in our dressing room and going on to win uh, the OHL, it just made that year so special. And I think, um any chance and any chance you have go to go and win a championship was exciting for me and I think uh, that team we knew we had the chance
2: so your first pro season in Charlotte you put up 15 goals and 27 points and I think it was 73 games was there a point during that season where you were starting to think you know what I can I can play in the NHL it kind of like took any doubt out of your mind if you had any
1: um I think you you always have that mindset that you're you're gonna make it and you want to make it so I think um you're going out there to prove to everybody that you do belong in the NHL. So um, not that I had the thought that I should have been called up or anything. My first year, I think uh, the AHL is great for growth. And I think um, playing those seasons uh, with Charlotte, I think um, just matured my game that much more to be NHL ready.
2: And I guess let's talk, let's get into, you know, that NHL debut, because you get off to a hot start the next year, you score two goals in your first two games with the checkers and then you get called to the Hurricanes. Where were you when you got the call?
1: Oh, um, I think we were in the dressing room uh, for a practice or something. And then, uh, yeah, I was off to Detroit and uh, played in the old Joe Lewis Arena And uh, for my first game, and it was pretty special. I scored my first shift. So um had my parents and my grandparents there, and uh, I don't think they believed it happened, but uh, – It was a lot of fun and very special memory in my mind. So, uh, Brock, so
3: you've only played for uh, one NHL team your whole career. So now that you're coming over to Pittsburgh, first time outside of Carolina, what are you expecting? How are you expecting to, you know, fit in and maybe adjust to your new team?
1: Uh, I'm just going to go in there with a good mindset. I think um, this organization is so high class that – They always have a chance to win, and that's what I wanted. So coming into Pittsburgh, there's a lot of great hockey players, and I think um, I just don't want to go in there and set my expectations too high on myself. I just want to go out there and prove that they made the right choice in signing me and uh, go out there and play my game.
3: Now, is there anybody that you're kind of excited to get to know
1: on the team? Maybe you've heard about them. You want to get
3: to know them a little bit more?
1: Well, as a kid, I think – Growing up, you always watched Sidney Crosby, so that's uh, going to be pretty cool being able to say I played on his team and uh, hopefully win a championship with them. But um, yeah, just those guys—you you grow up watching them and idolizing them. So uh, to be able to put the jersey on with them, it's going to be uh, pretty cool.
4: And Brock, to follow up with uh, with Peyton as well, I know you were mentioning some stuff that you uh, you feel like you know bringing to bringing to Pittsburgh based on you know what you've seen with Pittsburgh playing and, and how you played with Carolina. Um, Is there anything different you see like when you're coming into the lineups here in Pittsburgh that you think that Pittsburgh would change up to have you in the lineup or anything you think you'd be bringing to the lineup that would make, you know, make it a little bit better as far as like the play style?
1: Um, I hope to bring more offense, that's for sure. But I think um, they signed me knowing what type of player I am and what uh, I can bring to a team. I think uh, I'm a player who can play that physical game and, uh maybe get under the team skin a bit, uh, but uh, bring some energy to the guys. And I think um, I'm going in with the mindset. I'm going to play the same game.
2: Uh, Brock, I want to go back to Carolina a little bit. Um, One thing I want to touch on was like everything seemed to change down in Raleigh around 2018, around that 2018, 19 season, starting out with the coaching staff, Uh, Bill Peters steps down and Rod Brendamore moves into the head coaching position. Uh, was it an easy transition since he was already an assistant coach all those years before
1: yeah, and I think um when he was the assistant coach, everybody uh, looked up to him, but uh, they believed in his process, and I think um when you have a guy like Roddy in your dressing room uh I think you want to work for him, so um he's a guy that he's in the gym just as much as the players probably even more and uh when you see your coach doing that you you want to go to work for him, so I think um When he came in, I think uh, the whole belief in that dressing room was that we wanted to win. And I think uh, the first step was getting into the playoffs that year. And I think that was just a big boost for that organization and uh, everybody in that dressing room that um, we could have been a good team and uh, they still are. So I think um, it's definitely they're going in the right direction and uh, having Rowdy behind the bench, I think uh, is great. Now,
0: speaking of the uh, culture change, in carolina starting in 2018 um i'm very curious to know what started the storm surge post-game celebrations and which storm surge is your favorite
1: i'm not exactly sure how it started i think it was more just getting the fans involved and i think uh it's awesome i think it keeps them in their seats till the end of the game if you're up a couple goals some people try and leave and beat the traffic but Seemed that everybody stayed in their seats until the final buzzer just to see what was coming. And um, we kind of tried to do something along the whatever season it was, say it was um, the Super Bowl or March Madness. I think we tried to tie something that was going on at that time into what we were doing. Um, but along my favorites, uh, I don't know, <laughs> there's some that are pretty funny, but uh, I'll go with mine where I the little Thor smash in the middle. <laughs>
2: that was a good one. Um, whenever like whenever you guys came up with that concept, like what was the what was the reaction in the locker room? Like, did everybody buy in right away, or were some guys like, "What are we doing here?" Because obviously it was met with mixed reactions from fans and critics alike. But what was it like? What was the buy-in in the locker room?
1: Yeah, I think it was. I'm sure some people don't want to be the showboater or something like that, but um, it was something our team and our fans enjoyed, and I think. As we started doing them and coming up with ideas, I think it grew on people and um, everybody started to, started to enjoy it. And um, obviously the fan base did as well.
2: Uh, building off that season, up until this point, I would say the the shining moment of your NHL career has to be that double OT winner in game seven against Washington. Uh, take us through that goal and I mean did you know that you had that you know you were the one that scored it at first because I remember watching it on TV and I thought it was Justin Williams who got it first until I found out like it glanced off your stick but just talk us through that goal and how it all came about.
1: Uh, obviously just off the face off and then we go and forward check and then uh, it gets back to our point and um, Willie wins a battle and just puts it towards the net and uh, I was fortunate to beat uh, my guy to the net and tip it into the net and then After that, it's kind of like you black out. You don't really know what to do with yourself. Uh, You're just so excited. And uh, it was just a great moment for our team and uh, that organization to just win a series. It it took a while. But um, to do that for that franchise and be the reason why was uh, pretty cool.
0: Now, Brock, um, you spent a lot of your time in Carolina playing um, on the top two lines with Jordan Stall and Sebastian Ajo um, what what was that like for you how did that help you as a player and um, how do you think that that could help translate to uh, forming your role here in Pittsburgh
1: yeah obviously just those are two high-end players I think you look at Ajo he's he's so skilled fast and um, he has the drive to be the best player out there every night so I think Playing with those guys, it makes you want to be better. It makes you want to play your best game for them. And then Giordo, uh, I don't know what you you can't say about him. He's he's a workhorse. He's a massive guy, and he's going to go into those corners and do those tough minutes where he's battling in both ends. So um, you have to respect him so much in the way he plays. So just playing with those two guys was awesome, and uh, I won't forget it.
0: Awesome. Now I got another question for you. Um, Take us through the David Ayers game. Um, I remember watching that on TV and and just being like, okay, like what is going on? And then whenever, whenever Dave finished the job, man, that was, that was wild. Uh, Take us through that.
1: Yeah. um, I don't even know how to describe that. It's a, it's a once in a lifetime thing that happens. I hope, But uh, for our sake, it was pretty stressful. But uh, he came in with a smile on his face. And everybody on our bench was just like, "Okay, guys, (laughs) we got to buckle down here. Uh, He made some good saves for us. But um, it was just a special moment. I know his wife was there. And uh, it was uh, cool for our our dressing room to buckle down for him and uh, get him a win. Uh,
2: Focusing on Pittsburgh here. Um, how? I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this or not, but like how many teams were uh, inquiring your services this offseason and what do you think made Pittsburgh stand out among them?
1: Yeah, there's a couple, but um, obviously what made Pittsburgh stand out is uh, they have a chance to win a cup every single year. And um, I wasn't going to go anywhere where I didn't have a chance to win a cup. And um, I think coming into this organization, they have such bright players and just – how people talk about this organization is so high class and um, I want to win a Stanley cup. And I thought uh, coming to Pittsburgh was my best way to do so.
2: And have any of your uh, new teammates reached out to you yet to say, welcome on board or
1: anything? Yeah, we've had a couple, just anything you need, any help you want or any help in uh, where you want to live or where the guys live. Uh, So we've had a couple Sid reached out. I've got Matheson. Um, my fiance actually is friends with um, Rust's wife, so they've been talking a lot. So I think we'll be living near him, and uh, so it'll be good.
3: Now, how, is there anything in Pittsburgh that you're really excited to do? Is there anything that you thought of maybe that you really want to do when you come to the city?
1: Uh, I've always wanted to go to that baseball diamond. I've heard it's. The best in the league and then also just even steelers games that's cool I, my mom's side of the family is diehard steelers fans so as soon as they heard that i signed with pittsburgh they already had tickets one game where we're a saturday night and they're a sunday night so um uh they're very excited and uh, i'm sure there'll be a lot of steelers fans coming down to pittsburgh from my area oh yes we love our sports here we love them all <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: I know you haven't, uh, you haven't, like, correct me if I'm wrong, you haven't skated with the team or anything yet, correct?
1: No, I haven't. Um, I'm hoping to be there at uh, the start of September.
4: Okay, so, like, for, as a, as a player aspect, like, from, from your point of view, like, how does the change of arena, like, feel like, you know, you're going to be coming into a new home uh, every night now instead of the old one? Like, how did, how does a player, like, you adjust to, to having that different feel every night now?
1: Uh Definitely be a little nervous going in for the first time, but I think um, going in a new dressing room, it happens all the time to players, and I think every dressing room you go into, uh, the team makes you feel welcome, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting down there and getting started, so I don't think it'll change too much. It's it's going to be a new scenery, that's for sure, but uh, it's probably going to be around the same.
3: Now, is there anybody from the Carolina dressing room that you're really going to miss, that you're really going to just be really sad that you're leaving,
1: maybe? Yeah, there's – I made so many good friendships there. I think um, I was there for six years playing for Carolina. So um, there's definitely some guys like Martin Gardner, uh, the stall, and um, just guys like that. And just – I could go down the whole team, I think – I created friendships with everybody on that team that I'll I'll have for the rest of my life. And if I bump into some of them, we're going to go have dinner or something like that. But um hoping to come into Pittsburgh and make some new friends, I hope. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely miss some of the guys there. You definitely will.
0: <laughs> now,
1: touching on Jordan Martinuk, I'm
0: curious if you know this or not, but uh, what started him shouting Mr. Svechnikov at Andre every, before every game?
1: I don't know, honestly, what started it, but I think uh, the first time it happened, everybody in the dressing room was like, what was that? (laughs) But then I guess it stuck and uh, they both enjoyed it before every game and maybe it got them a little fired up, a little lightheaded, but um, I don't know exactly what started it, but it's funny. Yeah, it's actually, it's honestly hilarious now.
0: Somebody that I'm curious about that you played with for several years in Carolina. Um, obviously he's kind of gone from place to place has some type of a reputation about him. I'm curious, what's it like to play with Dougie Hamilton and how is he like as a person? Because I feel like at least a lot of people don't know a whole lot about him. And I'm really curious to know.
1: He's, he's a great guy. He's, he's quiet. He's likable. Um I don't think you can say many bad things about Dougie. he's he's heartfelt. I think he, he wants to get to know you, but um, he's quiet, but uh, he's harmless and uh, he's, he can be a lot of fun.
3: All right. Now a Pittsburgh related question. Now this is just like
0: based on like the culture of Pittsburgh. In the city of Pittsburgh, we have this thing called the Primanti Brothers Sandwich, where you have the coleslaw and the fries on the, on the sandwich. What are your thoughts on that? And are you willing to try it?
1: I don't know. Um, I, uh, being from the South, there are like playing in Carolina. They love their coleslaw. and I'm not a big coleslaw fan, so um, I don't know. I'm sure I'd give it a go, but I'm not sure if I'd like it too much. <laughs>
0: Honestly, man, I think it's one of those things you have to try before a Steeler game. Yeah, um, yeah, Knowing that your family Steelers fans is just awesome too. Like that's that. I feel like that's going to make the transition into like just being a fan favorite that much easier.
4: Yeah. Um, Doug gave me the floor earlier this afternoon to ask about this. Um, a former, an actual former teammate of yours who um got traded to to Carolina and Vincent Churjack. Um, so I know you you were there at the time when he got traded at that deadline and came into the team so like when he first came into Carolina as well to play with you guys um how did he how did he fit into the team like did you were you guys expecting him to you know kind of move out again or you know did he fit right into the lineup with you guys immediately or did it take some time
1: No, he he fit in right away I think um no I I knew uh Troach before he came to Carolina just from uh going to visit my brother in Florida um so I got to meet him a couple times before so Um, I think some people might've been a little nervous because everybody who plays against Vincent Trocek doesn't like Vincent Trocek on the ice. (laughs) So I think, um, he's a guy you want to have on your team. He's so lovable and he's just a little goofball, but, um, yeah, I love him. I still talk to him and, um, he's a great guy. Yeah.
2: rock something i was surprised to find out about you and your family is that you guys own a hockey team the uh i'm sorry if i butcher this name the Roanoke or the Roanoke rail yard dogs of the southern professional hockey league what made you guys want to become owners of a franchise because i know your dad's like a, a retired businessman or something like that how did that all come about
1: yeah so it's uh Roanoke rail yard dogs but um Someone kind of approached my oldest brother, Jamie, and looking into a franchise. And then um, we started, I guess, touring around, trying to figure out if we wanted to do it, if it was something smart. And um, I think my dad has always taught us to learn both sides of hockey. So this was kind of an in for us to learn the business side of hockey as well as play it. So I think um, when we're playing, obviously, we're keeping an eye on scores and stuff like that. But um, right now it'd be during our season, my brother and my dad would um, take more control and stuff like that. But um, it's definitely fun. We go down there and uh, do a hockey school every summer. So um, the numbers are growing. And I think that hockey is growing in Roanoke as well. So that's um, a positive and uh, something that we really like to see and just building off what
2: you said there, obviously you're still pretty young, but have you ever given any consideration about what, uh, what you have planned for life after hockey?
1: I hope I play hockey for a lot longer. So I haven't fully thought about that yet, but, um, I don't know. It's hockey's been our life. So I think, uh, hopefully get involved with something in hockey, whether it's in minor hockey, just helping kids develop or something like that. But, um, I haven't fully thought about it. I want to go out there and win a Stanley cup first.
0: (laughs) There you go. Now I think we're going to do some like rapid fire type questions. Just try to get the fans to know you better. Um, Yeah. It's before a game. You got the, you got the music in. What are you listening to?
1: Oof. That's the one thing I I'm not too much help with. I'm not a huge pick my own song type of guy. I'm, I'm letting whoever's in the dressing room play what's, on, but um, not that it's a huge pump up type music, but I'm a big uh, Chris Stapleton fan. So that's, uh, I'm a country music fan through and through. So, okay. Good deal. Um, favorite movie? Step Brothers.
3: Let's go.
0: go.
1: That's a good <laughs> one.
0: That's a good one. Um, I'm just going to ask this before I go out and ask it. Favorite hockey memory is it the double OT winner against Washington?
1: Yeah, yeah, That's good. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I figured good deal. Um, if you weren't playing hockey, what would you be doing as a professional?
1: I wouldn't mind being a professional golfer, that'd be nice. Um, dealing with the sun, but uh, growing up, I always wanted to do something in, say, art or like graphic design, that was kind of the things that I was good at in school, but um, yeah, if I If I could really pick, I'd be a golfer. (laughs) Okay,
0: so the professional golfer thing just brought up a question that I had one of my buddies send me. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of great courses out in Western PA. Is there any course that you have your eye on that you're looking forward to play maybe whenever things get settled in during training camp or something like that?
1: I haven't honestly looked at um, courses yet. It's kind of – all coming together right now. We're trying to. We're really busy trying to get everything settled and uh, organized to get down to Pittsburgh. So um, I'm sure I'll get down there and uh, get some opinions from the guys on uh, what courses we got to try out. Okay. And this is kind of an off the wall question,
0: but do you think that every NHL team should have a golf pro, like to help you guys improve your golf game?
1: It wouldn't be bad, but I'm sure uh, there's there's a lot of good golfers on uh, every team. I'm sure, like. Uh, we had some in Carolina, like Williams, and they were scratch golfers. So I think uh, when you go with them, they're gonna they're gonna help your game. But um, I think having a golf pro would be nice. It definitely help out my game. That's for sure. Okay.
3: All right. Yeah, the reason I asked that question is just simply because
0: um, the my my friend who sent that in, he's actually. A golf pro for the Florida Everblades and the ECHL. Oh yeah. Kind of just was in the right place at the right time. He was out at the bar, uh ran into the goalie Jake Hildebrand and ended up just becoming their golf pro.
1: I'd take it.
3: Yeah, I pretty interesting. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right
0: guys, um what else do you have? What are you thinking?
3: So uh one thing I want to know. So like whenever you were younger When did you first have that thought that you were like, all right, I'm making the NHL. When, when, how old were you whenever you
1: decided that this is what you want to do with your life? I don't know exactly if there is one specific moment. I think um, just growing up with two older brothers who had the same dream as me and seeing us want to play in the OHL and watching them fulfill that dream. I think it just was a collective family thought that um, we're going to do this and we're going to do it together. And I think uh, to have all three of us play in the NHL, it's uh, special for all three of us. And we've all actually got to play against each other. So I'm not sure how much my parents enjoyed those games, (laughs) but uh, it's awesome for our family.
4: I know you're, you're very busy. And of course, like a lot of players are when it comes to, you know, playing hockey in the NHL, you're busy with, with workouts, team meetings, you know, skates and whatnot. Uh, when you do find the free time for yourself, you know, what, do you, what, what would be your activity of choice? What would you want to do if you had some free time?
1: Uh, golf obviously, but, um, I don't know, just relaxing. I think the, the season is so, so busy. So you don't get that much time to wind down. I think, uh, movies and stuff like that but um I'm an outdoorsy person so uh anything outdoors uh I like to do
4: and do you get time like on your off days when you aren't playing a game to watch other teams play or is that kind of just something you do with your team like in the film room
1: yeah sometimes like if if it's on sometimes I'll watch but um it's nice sometimes to relax your mind and get away from just hockey, hockey, hockey. So I think um, on those days off, uh, yeah, if there's a game on, I'll I'll put it on, but it's not that I'm going to go and search for each game to watch when uh, we're playing every other night. So I think um, it's always good to turn your brain off from hockey and uh, regroup. Cool.
0: Nice. So hockey-related question. Who was your favorite
1: player growing up and why? Um, my favorite player growing up was Alex Kovalev when he played for the Montreal Canadiens. I think, um, he was just a fun guy to watch. I think, uh, the way he held the puck and, uh, the things he could do with it was, um, incredible. And I think, um, it's definitely not my style of game, but, uh, uh, I used to always love watching him. Yeah, definitely. Like, especially
0: early 2000s, Alex Kovalev, he was just unbelievable
1: like yeah just unreal nobody could get the puck off on this
3: Mm
0: -hmm. favorite hockey team growing up
1: growing up was the Montreal Canadiens Montreal okay my my dad and my one brother were Leafs fans and then so I thought I'd mix it up and uh bring some more conflict into the household (laughs) it's a risky move there you're from Ontario and you're going with
3: my,
2: my
1: my other brother was an Avs fan so (laughs)
3: <laughs> there you
1: go <laughs> we all battled <laughs>
3: alright guys Peyton go ahead Um, I was just going to say have you gotten like I
1: don't know like did they send you like a jersey or anything For yeah my, my gear actually just uh, showed up uh, yesterday so
3: oh, okay, okay. I'm
1: excited I'm excited to put that on tomorrow and get on the ice so that'll oh, be nice yeah. to have The jersey definitely looked good in black and gold. I think I will definitely be purchasing one. I think all of us probably will. (laughs) Yeah, the black and gold looks good. Took a picture and sent it to my parents, and they're all fired up. So,
3: (laughs) you can wear that when you go to Steeler games, Pirates Games, anywhere. Anywhere. All you need in the city of Pittsburgh is just a jersey, and you're good. You just walk around.
0: So are you looking forward to adjusting to Pittsburgh? Obviously, you said you want to go to a Pirate game and you're probably going to end up going to Steelers games. Um, Are you excited to really just kind of, like, get yourself into the culture of the city? Because, like, this is – I'll be honest with you. I think that Pittsburgh, like, once you put it up to, like, other cities, it's one of the biggest sports towns in the world. And, you know, I'm just curious to see, like, how you're ready to just, like, throw yourself into that fire and get adjusted to that.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I think um, it's going to be a great new chapter in my career and just uh, Pittsburgh isn't too far from my hometown. So um, I know family and friends are excited to come down and see Pittsburgh. I think uh, everybody, it is a sports town and everybody knows it is. So I think um, when people come visit, there's going to be so many things to do and just see. And I think um, I'm going to dive in headfirst and uh, just enjoy it. Okay. Now, are you
0: ready to adjust to like being like a Steelers and a Pirates fan? Um, I don't know. Are you like a Blue Jays guy since you're from Canada? Or
1: Yeah, I'm a Blue Jays fan, but um, I can have two teams maybe, cheer them both on, but uh, just not watch the game when they're playing each other. But uh, I don't actually have a football team, so I'm definitely going to become a Steelers fan. More of a, a fantasy football team. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I think that's where we all are at. I'm at that stage in my life where I just kind of watch players. So yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, guys. Is there anything else that you have for Brock? I don't believe so. No. He answered a lot right.
3: of questions. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: Good. We we did we did a lot in a short period of time. All right, Brock. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Good luck to you this season and, you know, go, go win one, go get a ring, man. This is, this is going to be a fun time. So.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And All right, guys. Good- um,
0: yeah. Thanks. All right, guys. This was another episode of Four checking TV. Follow us on Twitter at Forechecking checking TV and subscribe to us on YouTube and get us and find us wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you guys and have a good night.